everybody to another episode of the podcast to be named later. I am Noah Hiles. He is Alex Stumpf. And Alex, more playoff baseball. And you said this a couple shows ago. I'm just going to come clean. I've lost all of my money. There we go. Alex is is no doubter. Just unreal. I've been red hot all week too, but the, the Alex mush came into play. I just, I just love betting the underdogs, and they're underdogs for a reason. It's because the experts expect them to lose. But I look at it, and I think maybe they won't, and that's where they get me every time they do lose. I had I had the, the Reds. I bet on the Reds two days in a row. For that reason alone, I don't deserve this show with you. I don't deserve a gambling account. I don't deserve a salary. I don't deserve much. Uh, that happened. The White Sox, approximately 30,000 injuries in that game. M- Rob Manfred was like punching air watching that baseball game because it went so slow with all the injuries and pitching changes and matchups and everything. That was his nightmare of a baseball game. And then the Padres. You know what? I'm sick of the bat flips. It's classless. Some people have money on the Cardinals, and for them to rub that in, oh my God. it is just tough to watch. I'm just going to be real. I'm going to be honest. I thought I was the old man in this dynamic. Yeah, you know, I, I, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, did you watch any of that game? I know you've been busy doing other stuff. Yeah, yeah, I did watch. I did watch a good chunk of that one. I watched right up until the Padres got good again. I mean, we both said to Tease, we, we both pondered. The idea of Tatis not being big enough for the moment. Spoiler alert, he was big enough for the moment. Yeah. Just a beast. I saw a stat. Turns out uh, the kid's pretty good. It's the first time in MLB, er, the Padres had multiple players hit multiple home runs. Two people hit two home runs each for the first time in MLB history since Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig in 1932. Not bad company to be in. They're all right. So, Alex, uh, as tradition in in Pittsburgh, in Western Pennsylvania, when playoff baseball is going on, more often than not, Pirates fans don't have the Pirates to watch. And if they do, normally it's for one game in the wild card, uh, except for that one time. but they do have players to cheer for. Most of them, former Pirates. That's kind of been a tradition as someone who grew up, well, we both grew up watching and rooting for the team. You always find that one club. There's more than all, there's always more than one. But you always find that one club that has the guy that you liked when he was in Pittsburgh. And now he's on a different squad. So for today's show, for Friday, we're going to mix it up. We're going to get a little different. And don't worry, there will be more Pirates analysis coming next week. We have to kind of space this out and take our time here. Um, But for today's show, we're going to do a draft. We're going to go through, we're going to pick a pitcher, first baseman, second baseman, third baseman, shortstop, three outfielders, and a relief pitcher of former Pirates who we've rooted for in the postseason. And not necessarily we, but Pittsburgh fans. Some of these guys are going to be before our time, you know? So just 
significant contributors, I guess you could say, and that could mean a whole bunch of different things. That could mean someone who had an amazing postseason moment. That could mean someone who, you know, was on a really good team and maybe they didn't contribute as much, but they got a ring from it. It can mean a whole bunch of different things. We're going to go, we're going to make a draft. You're going to make your case. And we're going to start with starting pitcher. Alex, do you want first pick? No, I'll defer. I'll defer. All right. Well, if you're deferring to me, I'm going to go. I mean, this one's a, there's a lot of ones recently to choose from. I mean, there's three obvious ones and it's who do you want to pick out of those three? And I'm going to go with the guy who actually has the World Series ring. Charlie Morton is my first is the first pick. And you can have Garrett Cole, that's fine. Garrett Cole's been impressive, but Charlie Morton shutting down the New York Yankees in game 7 of the ALCS and then <laughs> pitching just Flawless baseball at Game 7 of the World Series with something I still really have not wrapped my mind around. And then being a guy that the Tampa Bay Rays give the ball to in big games year in and year out is just crazy. I'm happy to see it. I never covered Charlie Morton, um, but I I mean, I have talked to him. Like, I talked to him at the All-Star uh, break last year, at the All-Star game last year. Great guy. Uh, but, yeah. It's just wild seeing ground chuck, you know, on the baseball field when confetti's flying down. That ring has an asterisk to it. I will say that. But Charlie Morton, ground chuck, my pick for pitcher. Alex, who do you got? Uh, I'll take Coleman. Yeah. I I, I was deferring to you for that one. But, you know, I'll take the low-hanging fruit, Garrett Cole. I mean, this is the best pitcher that's come through the Pirate system in our lifetimes. It's as simple as that. And... You know, he, he he's going to be flirting with the World Series this year. He's flirted. I mean, and he, I mean, he came a game away last year. You know what? If if the Astros would have actually you know pitched him in Game Seven, they would have yeah. won last year, and they would yeah. have had two asterisk World Series. Yeah, I mean, people forget because of everything, all the controversy that surrounded the Astros uh, that that came from this past off season. People forget how impressive he was. Last year in the playoffs. I mean, he was just, especially the World Series, he cooled down a little bit. But Did he? I think he didn't, he didn't have a great game in, I think, his first start. Oh, yeah, one, but then he won game five on the road. Yeah. The, the rubber match on the road, that was the one that he needed. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, but like before, before the World Series, he was like, but mad bum good. I mean, he was just lights out and he still is and and his one start this year in the playoffs he's been great so not a bad pick I just went with Charlie Morton just because Garrett Cole you knew he was gonna do that like you just oh, knew yeah. like you're watching him pitch in 2014 you're like it's gonna suck watching this guy win a World Series for the Yankees or for whoever else whenever he leaves Pittsburgh like that's a stereotypical thing to to think here in Pittsburgh but Charlie Morton I did not see that one coming and I went with the guy that got a ring, and he played a significant role in that. And he didn't cheat, at least to what we know of. So, yeah, that's uh, that concludes that portion of the draft. Catcher, Alex, who do you got? I've got Tony Pena. Okay. I mean, this is someone that I, I've got to just admit because I don't want to use Russell Martin as my pick, and Pirates don't exactly have a ton of catchers that they can pull from. 
in, in this conversation. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say like Ryan Doman or anything. So here we go. Tony Pena. I mean, the guy who kind of inadvertently revived the Pirates franchise that trade to bring in Van Slyke. Yeah. I mean, in Lavari, that, that was the big trade. That was what really got, you know, the Pirates going again in the late eighties. So yeah. Yeah. Root for the guy. And he had a pretty good postseason that year with the Cardinals too. I mean, he was also a part of those uh, mid nineties Indians teams. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was kind of like the dad of the, of those clubs. I mean, people remember them for Sandy Alomar. They, they think the catcher of that team, but that was a platoon. And uh, Tony Pena was the leader of that club. Uh, so that's a good pick. I'm going to go with Russell Martin. You didn't want to take him. I will. Uh, Russell Martin had a good postseason career before he came to Pittsburgh, winning a World Series with the Yankees in 2009. And afterward, he was a part of those Blue Jays teams that made some deep runs. I think they went back to back ALCSs. Um, obviously, couldn't get to the World Series, but he played a significant role. Russell Martin, probably one of the best catchers the Pirates have seen mm-hmm. in, just throughout the history of their organization. I and mean, he, he's really good, really underrated in my opinion. So not bad, not bad uh, picks there. First base, I am on the clock. This hurts to say, and there are better overall probably options, but I'm picking again, significance. There are a few plays in MLB history that people simply will never forget. Don't do it. I'm taking Sid Bream. My friend no. Sid Bream. Reoccurring you guest. On one podcast with the guy, and he forgives you for sending you the parts of the 20 years of losing. Yep. I do. I, I mean, that, that's what my dad said. He, he told me to tell Sid Bream. He's forgiven. He went on his son's, son's show. I wasn't allowed to say his name in my family's house growing up, but Hey, he's forgiven. I mean, like I said, there's been better first basemen to come through Pittsburgh uh, and play for other teams in the playoffs. But Sid Bream is part of one of the most memorable moments in the history of the game. So you got to take him. Who do you got? I'm going unbelievably obscure with mine because I I struggled to come up with guys. I remember really liking this kid back in the day whenever the Detroit Tigers went on their first real run from whenever they went from garbage to winning the pennant. Chris Shelton. I don't know if anyone's going to remember that name, but that's the kid that they stole in the Rule 5 draft from the parts in the year that, you know, they had 47 players taken in the first round or whatever it was. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like that kid. I don't think he got his fair shake in the major leagues. Did like he if- do anything for them? Yeah, he had a couple good years with them. Like, I think the year before they reached the pennant, he was like a three-war player. I thought you were going to say Tom, Sean Casey. I, I kind of want to say Sean Casey, too, but I'm going to go with the even more obscure guy out of this list. There are going to be maybe two people who remember who Chris Shelton is and the April that he had in 2005 or 2006, whichever one it was. But we're, we're picking postseason. What did he do in the playoffs? We're going to find out in a second. Oh, so you didn't even cheese on mint. So there was literally another former pirate that went to Detroit and was a starter on the year that they went to the World Series, I'm pretty sure. And instead, you went with Chris Shelton. Chris Shelton. Yeah. Any relation to Derek? No. Or Blake? Uh, No. Okay. I'll, I'll look up Sean Casey's also just, you know, for the sake of completeness from that 2016. 
I mean, it had to be more significant than Chris Shelton. All right, Chris, Sean Casey, looking at it, uh, had an 882 OPS in the ALDS, 833 in the ALCS, and a 1.556 in the World Series. So I think Sean Casey uh, was the better play there. Yeah, do you want to change your pick? I'll allow it. No, I'm going to go with Chris Shelton, who didn't get in the bet. It's a bad team. But, yeah, Chris Shelton, Sean Casey. I think you're missing the point of this draft, but whatever. (laughs) Go ahead. You're on the clock, second base. Uh, I'm going with Steady Freddy Sanchez, Mm -hmm. one of the the best or favorite players of mine growing up in the day. Him and Jack Wilson, that was was a fun infield that the Pirates had for a really bad team. But, yeah, Jack Wilson didn't get his fair shake in the playoffs. Freddy Sanchez is a champion. Good for him. All right, that's not a bad pick. I'm going to go with Tony Womack. All right. All right, uh, a guy who started at second base. He was second base and shortstop. I think he was second base. Actually, I know he was second base on the 2001 Arizona Diamondbacks, that team with Kurt Schilling, uh, Randy Johnson, Luis Gonzalez, all those guys. So, yeah, Tony Womack. um, I remember him playing a little bit. I just know he stole a ton of bases. Uh, I actually remember him more for his career after the Pirates because everyone would say, oh, that's a former Pirate, Tony Womack. Um, So, yeah, that's going to be my pick. And then we're going to do – we'll do third base, and then we're going to take a break, okay? So uh, to go into the break, there's some good options here. Uh, There's there's one recent one that will come to mind, but I'm going to go a little back further – and I'm going to go with Bobby Bonilla, uh, starting third baseman for the 1997 Marlins. Uh, you know, Alex, and I, this is a Marlins stand podcast, if you haven't gathered that already. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Uh, and I don't know, Jim Leland, Bobby Bonilla, got to love it. Good for him. Get that money, Bobby Bonilla. You're my third baseman. Alex, nope. who do you got? Nothing for John Wayner. Wow. Not saying that I'm picking Wayner. I'm going with Aramis Ramirez because that 03 yeah. postseason, like a- after he was ripped from Pittsburgh's, you know, <laughs> you know, bosom, that trade deadline. And <laughs> don't give me that face. I'm done. I'm giving you that face. Uh, whenever he was ripped away, he, he hit well that postseason with the Cubbies. Like it wasn't his fault that they didn't make the postseason. It was because, you know, Alex. They- it was because, yeah. you know, Gonzalez made an error at shortstop, but no, let's just blame it at Bartman. Yep. I didn't know Bartman couldn't turn double plays. He couldn't. He couldn't. He didn't turn any double plays that series. Unbelievable. Pariah yeah. of Chicago. Turn one double play. All right, so we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to pick a shortstop, three outfielders, and a relief pitcher. You're listening to the all-postseason for another team-team draft here on the podcast to be named later. We'll be right back. Welcome back. So, the all postseason for another team, team draft. So far, my team looks like this. Starting pitcher, Charlie Morton. Catcher, Russell Martin. I've got Sid Bream at first base. Tony Womack at second base. Bobby Bonilla at third. While Alex has Garrett Cole, Tony Pena, Chris Shelton. That just lost you the draft. What? Is it a platoon? Is that it's a platoon? It's a, it's a platoon. platoon. Okay. All right. We'll put it in there. Sean Casey. 
All right. Uh, the the classic. Who could forget about that platoon? They're still writing about it. Yeah. Um, Freddie Sanchez at second and Aramis Ramirez at third. Shortstop, Alex, you're on the clock. Who do you want? I can't for the life of me think of a shortstop that really did anything in my lifetime in the postseason. And the only one I could think of that at least got a ring out of the deal was Pokey Reese. So I'm going with Pokey. Who did he get a ring with? Boston? Boston. Yeah. They had the, the Pokey Reese, Mark Bellhorn. Mm-hmm. He got a lot of reps at shortstop with Orlando Merced. Cabrera. Wasn't Orlando with, with Cabrera, Cabrera after yeah. they traded Garcia Parra? Yeah. Yeah. Orlando Cabrera. I just remember him being the shortstop on that team because he wore the goggles. In the in the bottom of the ninth, he wore his swim goggles, which is just a ludicrous move as a shortstop. I mean, imagine doing that. Like, how in the world could you do that? Uh, Peripheral vision gone. Uh, You want to talk about a guy who wins rings um, and you forget? Jay Bell was starting shortstop for the 2001 Arizona Diamondbacks. So we're going to we're gonna load that middle infield up. We got uh, Tony Womack at second base, and we got Jay Bell at shortstop. So that is going to be my pick for shortstop. We move now to the outfield. I get first choice. There's a lot of names to choose from here. And I let you get the slam dunk on the pitching and I know this guy has a reputation, had I will had a reputation for not performing well in the playoffs. Then 2002 happened. I'm going to go with Barry Bonds. He took that team to the World Series. It's not his fault the Angels won. So, granted, a ball wasn't hit to him where he had to make a throw in the bottom of the ninth that series. Then it might have been his fault they lost. But Barry Bonds, my first pick in the outfield. You're up, Alex. I'm going to go with the biggest or the most legendary bat flip of all time well that might have changed if you watched tatis last night i didn't get to see the tatis uh oh my god i I, i'm I'm excited to watch it now yes it 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 might have just replaced it honestly well up until up until you know then you know beginning of time jose bautista banishing the texas rangers to the to the shadow realm is one of the great postseason moments of all time. Uh, he's my first pick. Was that hit off of Keone Kella? Was that hit off of Keone Kella? Oh, my God. Let's find out. I, I know he pitched in that game, and I know the bench is cleared because of him in that game. <laughs> that kind of sounds like a Keone moment. I remember watching that game. I was in my office in college at the Student Media Center, um, like editing something for football. And I remember watching like the bat flip and they had to stop the game because those nice Canadians up there, they were throwing stuff on the field. It was like a riot basically. Uh, and I know Keone pitched in that game. And I think it was off of Keone Kella. I'm not a hundred percent sure. And I'm not brave enough to ask him. So. Yeah. My, my computer is going at one mile per hour. So whenever you give me your guy, I'm going to, I'll have an answer for you. Oh, do I? I mean, I just picked, so you're on the clock, actually. Oh, I'm on the clock again? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to take the guy I'm rooting for this postseason in Corey Dickerson, who's just one of the best guys I have had the privilege of talking to 
you know, covering the parts the last couple of years. Really fun Corey. guy. Really good student in the game. Understands hitting. Talk to Corey Dickerson about hitting if you ever get the chance. Corey I, I Dickerson started the wave of Pittsburgh Pirates just being nice Southern boys. And that's that's pretty much all they have in the clubhouse now, except they're all introverted now. and None of them want to talk about anything. Um, I mean, they open up sometimes, but they're, they're very quiet for the most part. Corey Dickerson... He he uh, had a lot of nice things to say when he was here. What do you got? But, by the way, it was Sam Dyson. Sam, Sam Dyson allowed the home run? Yep. Keone did pitch in that game, though, right? I'm going to look it up. All right, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. All right, so since you're taking a... No Keone. Oh. My boy Jake Diekman did. All right, cool. Uh, Since you're taking a Marlin, I'll follow your lead. I'm going to go Starling Marte. You're rooting for Corey Dickerson. I'm rooting for Starling Marte simply because he refuses to let a, a let a baseball hitting him eliminate him from the postseason. He's getting hit in the face. He's getting hit in the wrist. It does not matter. He's going to continue to play because that's what Starling Marte does. He is my center fielder on this team. One of the toughest SOBs in baseball. No question yep. asked. And one of the most underappreciated pirates of our lifetime. Mm-hmm. All right. And my final pick. These are like the two guys I grew up rooting for who I'm choosing between. And one had a little bit more, actually a lot more postseason success. But I remember watching the other guy and really, really rooting for him in his first season away from the team when he was playing in October. I'm going to go with Andrew McCutcheon. Seeing him play for the Yankees in 2017, I was just, or 2018, I was just thinking, man, it would be cool if he could win a ring. And he was with Neil Walker that year. Didn't end up working. They ran into that buzzsaw that was the Boston Red Sox that year, but McCutcheon did not do well. But just seeing him start, bat at the top of the order, it was cool. I'm taking Kutch. I totally forgot Kutch has been in the postseason since he left. Yeah. I'm going to be real. But I know someone who was in the postseason the year that he got traded, mm-hmm. and that was Jason Bay. Yes. Jason Bay. I was actually in Boston whenever Manny, you know, ended up mannying too hard, and Boston's like, okay, we got to get rid of this guy. <laughs> like, now. If, if, you know, like the Jason Bay trade happened and how big that was. Um, yeah. I, he had a great postseason. With the yeah. Red Sox, it's, it's memory serves like really good, strong finish down the stretch. So that just leaves what relief pitcher? It does, and we've got some great choices here. Uh, I'll wait. You're on the clock, so you can go. I, I'm on the clock. All right, mm-hmm. all right. Then I'm gonna go with the guy who had two Tommy John surgeries in back to back years was cut in spring training. And at the end of the 2019 World Series, threw his glove in the air in celebration for getting the final outs. Daniel Hudson, great story in in perseverance and not giving up. Easy guy to root for. And he got his act together once he left Pittsburgh. Not say, I mean, like on the field, on the field. He figured it all out. Alex, 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 Alex. You claim to be someone 
and then you go and do something like this and forget about the man who made us who we are today. We stand one pitcher in Major League Baseball. We've oh, had no. segments oh, literally no. based on this guy. I'm going go, to go hide in shame for a little bit. I know. We watched him pitch in the playoffs this year. We watched him pitch in the playoffs last year. We watched him pitch in the playoffs in 2005 when we were in elementary school. Oliver Perez, the, the gray lefty, as they call him. I tweeted the other day. I said, put Oliver Perez in when uh, Brad Hand was on the mound. One of my friends from college, shout out Brad Fiorucci, said he's already in bed by now. And he probably wasn't incorrect. <laughs> And it was amazing. We've There's just three things in life you can guarantee. It's death, taxes, Oliver Perez coming in to face a lefty with two outs in October. They just always happen. And, I mean, I was thinking about it. There, like, he was a part of a play that won an ESPY when we were in elementary school. When he And pitching for the Mets oh. in Old Shea Stadium. Someone robbed a home run. I mean, it might have been Granderson. What do, you mean, what do you mean someone? You don't disrespect Andy Chavez like that. Oh, that's who it was? Yeah. yeah I, come on. Again, I was like 11 when that happened. It doesn't matter. You don't take away the guy's one claim to fame. Okay. Yeah, it was an incredible play. And he double out of the guy at second, right? Yeah. It was against the Cardinals? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, see? I remember. But yes, Oliver Perez. So as we wrap up the episode... I go down our teams. My team. My team's so much better than yours. Uh, starting major Charlie Morton. Catcher Russell Martin. First base Sid Bream. Second base Tony Womack. Third base Bobby Bonilla. Shortstop Jay Bell. Outfield Barry Bonds. Starling Marte. Andrew McCutcheon. Oliver Perez is, <laughs> is coming in to close the ball game. And for Alex. Garrett Cole's on the bump. Tony Pena in... Uh, that weird catcher stance he always does is behind the dish. Uh, the platoon of Chris Shelton and Sean Casey. Thank you for it, making sure Shelton goes first every time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's how it's going to be on Twitter, too. Uh, Freddie Sanchez at second. Aramis Ramirez at third. Pokey Reese at shortstop. Joey Bats. Corey Dickerson. Jason Bay. You don't have a true center fielder. Jason uh, Bay can moonlight in center. Okay. He um, center back in the day. How many? Oh, man. All right. How many times did Jason Bay play center field? We're going to find out. Less than 30. I promise you it's more than 30. You think? I promise you it's more than 30. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Come on. This is great Baseball radio. reference. This is great radio right now. I know. Yes. Bam. Yes. 41 games. Oh, yeah. Way, way more than 30. Way more. And Daniel That's Hudson. like 35% more. Okay. And Daniel Hudson rounds out Alex's team. Tweet at us. Let us know who won the draft here. And if you have anything you want to hear us talk about, Pirates related, non-Pirates related, we're going to start getting guests on the show uh, next week. We're going to have another full week of content next week. I said we're going to keep you updated on what the show is going to be like. Um but there's still a lot to talk about. We still have to give our grades for the Pirates. I know we said we were going to do that Thursday and Friday, but, you know, plans change. Uh, so, yeah, if there's things you want us to talk about, let us know. Tweet at us, our Twitter names, 
uh, at Noah or at underscore Noah Hiles at Alex J Stumpf, or comment on the website. Get a hold of us. You know how, you know where to find us. Uh, or you know don't and just keep following us on social media. Subscribe to our podcast channel if you haven't already, and uh, leave a comment on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen. Alex, any final thoughts as we wrap up another week of this show? I think I listed like I had two people from that 2000. I think it was three <laughs> roll five draft on my team with and Jose Bautista. All right. Well, I have no final thoughts. Enjoy this postseason baseball. This was the best week to be a uh, fan of watching sports in the history of time. We had playoff baseball, the Stanley Cup, and the NBA Finals. And that was just on weekdays. Now we have college football and NFL Sunday. Steelers aren't playing, but hey, now you get to just watch more sports without a rooting interest and maybe gamble on them, which means listen to Noah's No Doubters, which comes out later tonight. We'll see you all next week. Take care.